What's going on, everybody? Happy holidays. It is Advent of Whiskey. We're going to continue our journey through 20... Is it 24? 25? 24, I 25. guess. No, 24. Yeah, that's usually how Advent yeah. calendars work. It's You don't get one for the day of? Mm-mm. Oh, you're just the countdown because you get presents that day. Oh, fair. All right, so we're on Whiskey 6. I've got my holiday sweater on. This is Whiskey Web and Whatnot, by the way, with... Robbie and Chuck. And today we're going to be doing three whiskeys. And we've got one is number six, product of Japan. So that's probably going to be scotchy. Yeah. So usually those are um, malt whiskeys. Uh, This one is 45% 90 proof. It's uh, Mars Shinshu. Mars Shinshu. Yeah, I've never heard of uh, Mars Shinshu. I think our pronunciation is pretty good, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. I'm going to put this one in my proper Glencairn. That was Mm. a lot. This definitely has notes of the slop sink behind me that I rinsed my glass out with. (laughs) (laughs) Hill advised. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to walk Mm. all the way upstairs. That's all right. I'll probably be sick after this. Mm. Yeah, it's just bleachy for you, maybe. Um, so this is a little floral smell to me, a little apricot-like to me. I don't know. I smell um, like it's a little lavender-y. Like sometimes lavender can be a little bit spicy, like if there's a lot of it. And it's it's kind of like that little bit of floral, a little bit of spice on the nose, mm. at least. Ooh, I think I might be affected by looking at this picture. Mm. But butterscotch, I'm getting a little of that in the finish. Mm. Should not Let's look see. at the picture. Yeah, don't anymore. look at that. It's it doesn't taste scotchy to me at all. I get no peat or smoke out of it. It's fruity. I think there's little. There's like four point eight percent scotch taste in there. Like it's mm. it's there, but yeah, it's not like a lot of Japanese whiskeys are very scotchy because it's like that's yeah. the style they like, I guess, and. Um, it's not like that. So I'm, I'm a fan so far. Let's see. Let me try to get some more tasting notes. I guess it was a thing where distillers from Centauri or something went to Scotland and studied for years and then brought those processes back to Japan. Um, let's see. I'm going to take your butterscotch a level further and say, Mm. this tastes like a caramel flavored saltwater taffy. Ooh. Now that sounds better than what I've had in my mouth, but still pretty good. Oh yeah, this is an attempt at what they call an American style whiskey. Hmm. And so it's like their let's see, but the Mars Shinshu Distillery came out with their Blue Label whiskey, which is an attempt at what they call an American style whiskey, which means bourbon in any language. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm pleased. I like it better than most bourbons, I would say, because I just don't like bourbon usually that much. That's funny. Yeah, because this is a little spicier. So this is actually a high corn, 75% mixed with malted barley, 25%. So it's aged in ex-bourbon casks also. So the profile is decidedly American. Mm. Um, stewed fruit. Yield a stewed fruit flavor profile. It's interesting. I don't know. I would say stewed fruit, but... well. For Japanese whiskeys, <laughs> even though I don't know if we can classify this as the same, um, I'm giving this a seven. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tasty. 
it's kind of like if you bought a scotch, right? And it was just a rye. It does it still count as a scotch? <laughs> like right? I don't know. Produced like, in Japan now versus the style. It's, yeah, it's definitely unique though. I, uh, yeah. So yeah, in terms of Japanese whiskey, I would agree with you. This is a seven. I think if we're rating it with other bourbons, maybe more like a six. It's not like the best ever. And the fact that it's like so different than bourbons and aged, it's hard to put it in that category because it's not, it doesn't have the same restrictions in any way. So. Yeah, true. Pretty, pretty good. Let's see. We'll rate yeah. this one um, a plus four on here and we'll say bourbon like with a little scotch. <laughs> Scotchy, scotch, scotch. <laughs> All right. God, I love how they keep asking me to rate these against the Indian one. Like, they should just stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've already told you that one was trash. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, that one's all the way. The weeded bourbon. I don't even. Oh, the redemption bourbon. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I think I like this a good. little more, maybe. Mm, interesting. That. And this so much more than that scotch that we had before. Mm. It's hard to remember. Like, they expect you to rate this against stuff you had, like, theoretically days ago if you were doing these one day at a time right maybe if you're being a bit more studious about the process and filling out the little booklet they gave you and all that fun stuff you have more to it i don't know expression maybe. spirit type notes brand yeah head to flaviar it's almost like flatulation or something it just sounds i don't know that's a weird company name it should be Flaviar. Makes it sound much rounder and nicer. It could be that. We should okay, email them and Flav. ask. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Flavor Flav. Flaviar. Flaviar. All right. Now we have a product of USA. Number seven. This is an American whiskey from Missouri called J. Riger & Co. Blended 46%. Um, doesn't look like we get any mash bill info here. So... Yeah, American whiskey. Mm. I might have got myself earlier to uh, the butterscotch because I feel like I smell that again. Mm. Mm. This smells like new shoe fabric. Like not the leather, but like the other the stuff in the parts. shoe. Yeah, rubber yeah. or like the the fabricy bits. Like mm-hmm. a, a fresh wool, or not wool, but like a what do you call it? felt might just, smell kind of like this. So these smell like Allbirds, maybe? Yeah, like a, a new pair of Allbirds is right mm-hmm. in your cup right here. Mm. Delicious. I've always wanted to drink those. Yeah. New shoes smell amazing. Like they don't make me want to eat it, but I, mm-hmm. I would have it in like a candle or something. It's kind of like the new car smell, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't That's make great... you go like, oh, I want to eat that, but. Oof. This has got a little pepper on my nose. No, not for yeah. you. Right. Yeah, a little bit of pepper. Like if you uh, took your cachoe pepe and put it in some Allbirds. Hmm. Cheesy pepper. I mean, it's brilliant. Hmm. I made some uh, burnt caramel. Fancy burnt mac caramel. and cheese last night, as a side note. It was kind of oh, like wow. cachoe pepe, but. It was just every cheese I had in the fridge melted in some milk and butter. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. I make a pretty mean like 
OG Southern style. Actually, it's just taken from an Alton Brown recipe, but for like baked mac and cheese, like the real deal, multiple cheeses. So you do a ton of cheese on top and like get it crispy? Yes. Nice. Absolutely. So you do the whole make the cheese sauce with the milk and butter, a little bit of mustard powder, whatever things you're going to put in, and then mix that up, cheese on top, crisp it up. Yeah. Sounds good. Starts to get a little musty yeah. as you have more. It's, it, it had a lot of like burnt caramel in the beginning for me and then starts to get a little musty and a little bitter. Kind of tastes like if you took a lemon and squashed it with a really dirty rock and then like licked that whatever <laughs> that made. Um, sounds Your great, right? descriptors <laughs> are on fire today. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, more creative than like, oh, yeah. um, you know, fruity. Yeah. Tastes like whiskey kind of mm-hmm. a little burny. It's, it's like more like alcohol. Yeah, it's like what it reminds me of versus exactly what it tastes like. But I do get some right. lemon rind in there, a little bit of acidity, a little bit of mm-hmm. bitterness. Yeah, that was the bitter. When I usually, when I say bitter, I mean a fruit rind kind of mm-hmm. bitter. All right, let's rate this thing. Um, American whiskey. I don't even know how to rate it against other things. I'm going to give it a four. I'm not mm. that pleased with it. I was going to go five. I was going to say like, some of the initial tastes of it um, are decent. Doesn't like blow me away from there from that point, but also doesn't. It doesn't really feel bad. I don't get to play yeah, price well, in this not game. Bad. Like it's normal. middle of the road. Yeah, I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna give it a little okay. more credit. I'm gonna yeah. say five. Like if this were at a party and it was the only mm-hmm. whiskey, I wouldn't go. Ooh, gross! I'm not gonna drink it. But I wouldn't go buy it. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like. I mean. If this was amongst cho- other choices, probably wouldn't pick it. If this was like, like, oh, there weren't a lot of options and this was there, I might be apt to like go this direction. Yeah. If it yeah, was this and the- Jack Daniels, I would take this. Uh-huh. I would take this. <laughs> I can't play the pricing component oh. um, into my reviews on this. So They still want me to rate this against the Indian one. They really like that one, I guess. Yeah. They're like, no, really, it's not bad. No, it's no, it's really, it's, it's pretty awful. Yeah. But what about this one? Oh, the next one we're going to get to do is an Irish, an Irish whiskey. Mm. Whiskey with a, but they put an E in there. That means that it's only in Scotland. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with where it's from. It's just the style. So if it's supposed to taste like scotch, they'll take the E out. Mm. Fun fact for the listeners. Man. Kansas City whiskey. Holy shit. Here is the interesting part about this one. This one is 65% alcohol. Hmm. It is 130 proof. So this is Chuck's favorite. I have never had an Irish whiskey that high of proof, you know? No, this must be like cask strength something, right? From I don't know. It's probably not like Jameson or something standard. It's probably something else, right? Uh, This is the highest proof Irish whiskey on the market at the time of the nostrils. Two stacks were launched in 19, in 19, 2020 by a group of three friends. Have another, sir. Um, six years working on craft bread. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't know. This is what we know about it. All right. Well, Chuck's excited. Anytime it's over 100 proof. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, Might as well have a natty light. Oof. It's got a little smokiness. And, right? This is the most. It smells like... um. What do you call it? You know, is it a cedar closet where they just like line yes. everything with wood? It smells like that. 
Yeah, and you can buy those cedar blocks to keep uh, moths and stuff away. So that's why yeah. they do the closets in that wood. Like a specific, like it it doesn't smell 100% oaky to me. It's like almost a different wood. Yeah, very. That is interesting. Well, I'll go ahead and pour and see what happens. They must have aged it a while or put a bunch of staves in there or something. Hmm. Okay. So this is this is the Irish version of scotch. Okay. But super high proof. Because again, scotch yeah. is not usually above 90. Yeah. Like this is this is like a scotch I would drink kind of flavor, but it's I wasn't expecting it to be scotchy. And then I drank it and mm. went, oh my mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't smell scotchy, but you wait for it. You'll you'll get it. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know about that. He's got a lot of burn. It's got ooh, hello hug. Um, very yeah, a lot of peat in there for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It gives you that I just ate a sharpie feeling. <laughs> Whenever it's high alcohol and high peat, it's like hmm, sharpie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just ate a monster truck tire. That's weird. <laughs> Grave um, digger. No, it does have like. <laughs> Notes of like the weight when you open a can of tennis balls, right? And you smell that rubbery, felty kind of like a new Allbirds. Yeah, yeah this th- this tastes like that a little bit. See what the guy that was the professional sommelier that said the tennis balls thing? He meant mm-hmm. Allbirds. He just isn't yeah. as good as us. They just so. weren't invented yet. <laughs> I think that some is old enough that there wasn't uh, an all that's Allbirds. Fair. I want to say I haven't seen yeah. it. I didn't know how old it was. Oh, it's at least ten years old. Yeah, um, it's got a little bit of like um, piney, kind of like pine needles for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a stack Heat, of firewood that you lit on fire. Actually, this tastes and smells like fatwood, which or, do you know what fatwood is? Mm-mm. It's a fire starter, but it's soaked in some kind of resin or something. Mm. Yeah, to where it like burns really well. It's uh, it smells huh. like that. It's usually pine, like. Smell yeah. very pine like. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely getting pine peat taste. Yeah. And you know, okay, here's a here's a very specific descriptor. You know when like sometimes you like order an orange juice at a restaurant and then they give you this like really crappy kind of taste like the tin can mm. concentrate orange mm-hmm. juice. It has a little of that to me, like the crappy, like acidic tinny kind of like that's yeah, the finish like it's sat in metal too long yeah yeah a little of that yeah so that's this is the yep. problem with rating this one is like irish i was expecting something really yummy and yeah they decided they wanted to be more scotchy so it's like do you rate it with scotches or do you rate it with irish because if i rate it with irish it's going to be a lot lower but yeah. yeah in terms of if this were a scotch i would say i would drink this scotch i don't hate it it's good for a scotch but for an Irish whiskey, it is not. I'm not really sure I rate it on either scale, which is the problem. So it's kind of got a scotch style to it. So in the scotch world, I get where it's a little different because it's way higher proof and has some differences in the notes. But if you enjoy scotch, you're not going to like this. I don't think most people mm-hmm. like you don't like scotch. So you like this more than regular scotches. But if you do, you know, then... Yeah, this isn't for you. Probably they were trying to be but, unique. Uh, but they are, and then in the Irish world, yeah, like I don't know. It's weird to say, but I actually find 
Irish whiskey is kind of refreshing compared to like having kind of a punch in the nose, high. Yeah, they're usually high not or really high, high proof. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, well, you have a few and it's okay. It's like it's lighter than a Guinness kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it fits the lifestyle of sitting at the bar and drinking it all day. Like you can't do that. Yeah, yeah it's like a session whiskey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in both of those realms, I maybe put it at a four where it's like, oh, it's different. I find that interesting. I don't know that I want to have it that much. But then again, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The, even at a high proof, I'm not sure if this one's for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five just to say it's, it is interesting. I appreciate that they tried something different, but that's all that it gets the extra point for because mm. I would not seek it out. No. Well, the more you know. Doom, doom, doom. Should we talk about technical things? I guess. Did we have? Oh, yeah. The state of JS stuff. So if you didn't listen to the last two episodes and somehow landed in this just third episode of the series, state of JS is out there. You should fill it out and write in whiskey web and whatnot. I'm going to say it in every episode because I want you to do it. And (laughs) also just fill out state of JS, especially if you're someone who isn't just a react fanboy all day and wants to put in some, you know, educated opinions about Svelte or view or whatever else you might use. There needs to be a lot more of that. Cause it's always heavily like, Oh, react is the best and everyone loves it and they want to learn nothing else. And it's like, well, is that really the state of real JS or is that just the people you happen to capture that are going to take the survey? Mm. Because right. I think it's just, it's heavily that like, Anyway, um, some of the things we talked about before were the new things in JavaScript and like things on that API. So the things we're going to look at today are some of the new browser APIs and see if we've heard of them, uh, just talk a little bit about them, etc. Is the terminal a browser? What? what? Did you? <laughs> Is the terminal a browser? I mean, um, come on. It, it can, can be. browse things. It doesn't, it doesn't support CSS, I guess. But you can like curl stuff and get the web page back. It's just not going to look how the person that made it intended. Right. So Because you just display it as string, essentially. Yeah. So I guess, yes, it is. But it's just hard to read. There you go. But anyway, uh, (laughs) some of the the things in browsers you might be familiar with, like Google Chrome and Safari and whatnot... The first one they had on here I was a little confused by because I've been using it for, I feel like a decade, is service workers. Maybe not a full decade. Let's say seven years. Yeah. Okay. Um, seven. But, <laughs> oh my God. I could have faked any number. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, service workers, I'm assuming you've used them. I've used them for, like, the main mm-hmm. thing I use them for is... Uh, having a progressive web app that kind of caches itself so that you can load your page if you don't have internet or whatever. So it's good for that. It's bad if you don't have a good caching, like cache busting uh, fingerprinting strategy because you can get into situations where you have to literally blow away your entire website, publish something totally different, and then publish like a new website because you can't bust the cache. The user just keeps seeing the same thing from your service worker. And I, I did that a lot when our site was uh, based on Ember because there was an Ember service worker add-on that did not help you with that. 
And uh, mm. that happened frequently. I would like publish a whole new look and feel and everyone would get the old one for like six months. <laughs> well, it's good that you realize Ember is dead and moved on to other technologies. Well, it yeah, is no longer having that. <laughs> it is one of the compelling things about these new things like Nuxt and other things that give you packages for using service workers and progressive web apps. They handle that for you. So it just works yeah. and you don't have to worry about you know, what do I want to cache and not? And when do I want it to change? It just kind of goes, oh yeah, like you published a new version. You probably want to make sure people have that. So it's how it should work. Inspiration for your next add-on. Um, <laughs> and cache is just hard. I mean, that's been said in software for longer than we've been around probably. Yeah. Uh, or at least the internet. Yeah. Naming and caching. They always say. Rules everything around me. Yeah. I bet you could get uh, OpenAI to tell you how to cache correctly, though. You know, get me a caching strategy, Chat, yeah. and they'd go, here you go. Chat GPT. I, it's all anyone is talking about these oh, days. Um, getting back on Twitter the last few months, you know, mostly for my uh, NFT projects and basically burning money. <laughs> and uh, And now, of course, the World Cup. Well, now my entire timeline seems to be just people doing things in chat GPT. Yeah. I saw a tweet. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like, uh, you know, why is mainstream media not covering all this GPT stuff? It's like, if we split the atom and then everyone was just talking about football instead, <laughs> like, right. um, cause it is really kind of game changing and you don't go to watch the today show and they're like chat GPT. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause they don't understand it. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's really what it is. It's like people like, skimming for, article you know things to talk about or whatever or articles to write they're like this is trending is it? yeah you know what i do know about though the college football playoff let's talk about that <laughs> yeah see yeah yeah right there you go let's uh, go down the path there's this thing happens every four years it's called the world cup yeah football on both spellings but anyway yes. we'll get into some more whatnot later let's let's continue down our list intl intel intel like international, I guess. I don't know all the things that live under this namespace, but I think we were talking about it the other day. There's a thing where you can do like intel dot format my date, or I forget what it's called, the method. There's some currency stuff too, I yeah. believe, um, in it, which is, pr I think that's mostly in the past where I've had any experience for like currency formatting purposes. Or numbers in general, where like some yeah. people want to have the decimal as a comma or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. So I think it does some of that. It, it does a lot of things, I think, under the namespace, but someone yeah. that's used it more would know a lot more than I would. So WebGL. What's GL stand for? Uh, graphics library? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There'll be a pop quiz on this later. Do you know? Better find out. No, I don't oh, okay. at all. I had zero. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought you were laughing because I was super wrong or something. No, no, that, that just has to do with like visuals and motions and other things that I don't want to touch in life. You know this. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's graphics, so I'm guessing that's what yeah. the, I'm trying to look it up. But this computer was made in 1400. So it's uh, having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Web graphics library. Got them. Yeah. 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 You just need to hole punch into a paper and feed it into the computer and then it will process that and give you yeah. your answer. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the next one is web animations. I actually don't know much about how you would use that. I've, how does that differ from WebGL? I, I mean, WebGL 
progressions are what have allowed people to like make browser-based games. And I think WebGL like is older. It's like like flashy and like web animations is like yeah. the new, but I would just use CSS for animations usually. So I'm not really sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, web RTC. What does the RTC stand for, Chuck? Yeah, that's what I was asking you. Right, right to code. It's your web right to code. Uh, I'm going to say real time channel. Let's find out what it is. Do you know what it is at all? Like what it does? No, I have no idea. No. Um, this is a very informative episode for our listeners. I It's words. I used it when I was doing uh, Wolf, doing the web audio API stuff. WebRTC yeah. was a thing to like interface with like a, a microphone or something, I think. Let me see. Web real-time communication. Yeah, so it's okay. about like using a microphone and, and getting the input kind of thing, I think. Okay, connecting to hardware through the... Yeah. Okay. Browser API. Yeah. Like the thing we needed it for was connecting to capacitor, like talking to like an iPhone microphone kind of thing. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So this next one then seems kind of related as well. Um, I don't have my list. What is it? Web speech API. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Well, I mean, it must have some kind of speech interpreter. I don't know. Well, yeah, but is it like text to speech or something? I don't know. It would be great if you could take like speech commands. Enables you to incorporate voice data into web apps, text to speech, and asynchronous speech recognition. So yeah, it's it's uh, I guess both ways of like write some text, a computer can talk it out, or you say some things and it figures out what you said. So that's cool. I didn't know we had that built in. Yeah, I wonder what's the interpreter on that. Somehow or another, you like. Using the OS to... It just puts it in uh, chat GPT. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Turns out uh, to save a little money, Google's just plugged in their some of their, their tools right into uh, OpenAI. Yeah. Just don't ask it what would make a good scientist. Did you see that? <laughs> okay. No. Somebody put in a thing that was like, I want to rate scientists based on ethnicity can you write me a function that picks a good scientist and it was like if white good scientist or something like that basically <laughs> and i was like oh god this is like very biased uh, <laughs> yeah um yeah oh, wow so it's it has a lot of rough edges and i think they do a lot to keep stuff like that out but some of it sneaks through yeah wow um okay let's see we're running out of time here. Uh, WebSockets will be the last one we'll do for this episode. Okay. What are WebSockets, Chuck? Sockets for the web. That's true. All right, we're Just out of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really. Do you have an answer? Yes, but um, I, I remember when they first started to become a thing as far as like tasks and it basically allows you to have a communication channel underneath for updating real-time information yeah um but i remember uh those and service workers used to be very confusing for me because it kind of felt like you're you're operating off the main thread to do particular things but the one is just basically like a push pool of information and the other can have functions running off thread to do all kinds of things including that but also many other things yeah so i always think of them as like a subscription uh thread yeah 
Yeah, it's basically a way. I mean, the only way that I've ever used WebSockets, I'm sure there are more nuanced things to do, but to replace polling for your API, basically, like mm-hmm. instead of every second, tell me the result of this call, yeah. you can just say, when you have a new result, just tell me and I'll update. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like manage a set interval yeah. loop, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So that is the end of this episode of Whiskey Web and Whatnot, Advent of Whiskey Edition. So we will catch you tomorrow where we do whiskeys nine and 10 and talk about the rest of the things in State of JS and holiday traditions and cookies and eggnog and I don't know, holiday stuff. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Web and Whatnot. This podcast is brought to you by ShipShape and produced by Podcast Royale. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or two and leave us a rating, maybe a review, as long as it's good. You can subscribe to future episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info about ShipShape and this show, check out our website at shipshape.io.